Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Today's episode is a clip from the final live Darren Daily Thanksgiving Jamboree mentoring session. Darren answers a question submitted by Darren Daily member Toby Sharp about sustaining high energy to be an inspiration to those in uncertain times. Toby's question for you, Darren, is as we settle into our new normal, what is the secret to sustaining high energy and motivation to be able to motivate and inspire the people around us? So uh, Jim Rohn was once asked in a panel discussion during a seminar, uh, Mr. Rohn, you know, how do you stay so motivated all the time? You always just seem so motivated all the time. And Jim Rohn laughed and he says, well, I go to all these seminars. And, uh, you know, I think that's the answer is if you stay in an environment that in itself is very motivating, you will stay uh, motivated. You see, as I started to, to mention with Nick's answer, there are two very powerful influences in our lives. And these will literally sh- be shapeshifters for your entire heroic journey. And these are the ones that you want to pay r- rigorous attention to. Okay. And if you were taking notes, write these two down. Um, the first one is input. It's kind of like how you train AI or neural networks. If you're training AI or neural networks, you feed it. It's kind of like what's happening on YouTube, happens on the social, you're feeding it what it is that you want it to train to look for. You're giving it input. And then based on what you feed that neural network, it will train the AI on what then to go look for more. So if you feed it only catastrophe news, if you feed it danger, it will search the world over to find more of that. And what's interesting is it won't even see the other billion things that are happening in the world. You are training it to only see and find catastrophe. Your brain works exactly the same way. As you feed your internal neural network, if you're feeding it catastrophe, danger, drama, crisis, uh, it will go out in the world through the billions of possible uh, things that it's, it is in its environment, and it will only find those things that are more catastrophe, more dangers, more drama, more crisis, and so forth. If you haven't seen the the social dilemma that's on Netflix, uh, I encourage you to do so. And it's the reason why these platforms have become so toxic and harmful, the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the YouTubes of the world. Because what what it does is it feeds us something to look at. And if we look at it, then it will feed us more of that. The thing about the human attention span is that we are 10 times more attracted to something that is a danger, crisis, or negative. Part of our human survival system is to be on threat alert, right? That's how we got to, the, to be alive today is that we have this great threat alert system. So we're constantly on alert to look for things that are dangerous or threatening. Well news media, social media, these platforms know that about our attention. And if our attention is the thing that they are after, that is what they will show you. And if you click on one of it, it'll show you more of that. And then all of a sudden, your world gets painted with nothing but crisis and danger and and negativity. And your now new perception of the world is that it's just filled with crisis and, and danger. Yet we are living in the greatest time to be alive in all of human history, but nobody knows that based on the world that they see around them. So understand that you think that you are looking for what it is that you want, right? That that's what attracts our attention. But let me give you a, for instance, if you're driving down the freeway and there's a car crash and it's, it's a ugly, murderous, horrible situation there, you will look. 
Well, YouTube goes, oh, they must like that. They must like more of that. Feed more of that. Feed more of that. So it's you think that you're being selective with your attention, that it's only feeding you what it is that you want. But I guarantee you, it's optimized for your attention. And what gets your attention is danger, threat, and alert. And so it will give you more of that, which is the reason why we become so polarized and the reason why everybody thinks that the world's going to hell in a handbasket when we're living in the time of greatest opportunity we've ever seen in human history. And this is how, on those platforms, conspiracy theories rose to the top, even to rational human beings. So uh, we all think that's the way the world's going, but it's not. So I would just say, be very careful what it is that you are feeding your neural network. Your brain is a massively powerful system. Social media normalizes narcissism, normalizes attention whoring, contrast shame. Movies and entertainment can normalize violence. Games, these first person shooter games, can normalize committing violence. Everything habituates. If you go, nah, those don't have an effect on me long term. We teach in goal setting that if you just visualize, visualize yourself, like before I do a keynote, I visualize myself doing the keynote. And the brain can't distinguish between my imagination, my, my projected visualization and actual reality. Do you understand that? We teach it in the positive way. In goal achieving, the brain cannot distinguish between an imagined vision and its actual reality. So if you imagine yourself performing at a high level, it actually gains confidence that you can. And then when you go into reality, it actually performs at a higher level. So we teach it in the positive. Well, here's what you need to know. It also works in the negative. If you're feeding it negative, you're like, oh, but that's just movies, that's just entertainment, that's just games. I am telling you it is normalizing that type of behavior, those types of images, that type of reality for you. The brain doesn't know the difference between imagine and actual. So what do you do with this, with input? You want to limit or eliminate your exposure to the purpose, you know, purposefully news pornography, the negative and the oppressive input. You want to then also expand your exposure to the positive, to the hopeful, to the abundant input that's out there, the possibility, the, the new ideas, the things that stimulate your creative capabilities. This is why I provide Darren Daily, so that every morning you've got that positive spark to, to orient your uh, eyes and mind to go seek out in the world what's possible, what's hopeful, what the potential is out there, so that then you will see it, you will find it if it is first oriented in the morning. It's the reason why Mariana and I work so hard on Darren Daily On Demand, so that you have that constant fuel throughout the day to keep your mind attuned to what's possible, what's hopeful. And you know, people think it's crazy, but I watch every Darren Daily uh, after I have already written and produced it and edited it and all the rest of that every morning because I want to attune my mind every morning. My wife will attest to you. Every morning I sit next to her and watch my Darren Daily. I listen to every episode on Darren Daily On Demand. Every single episode. I have downloaded every episode we've ever produced on my phone and on my walks or in my workout. I've listened to every Darren Daily On Demand episode. And I'm not doing it to learn. I'm doing it to remind my mind and to marinate my brain on continuing to feed my neural network of what's possible, what's positive. We all need a fueling station. Okay, that's number one. Number two are those associations. We are a social tribe species. We are a monkey see, monkey do species. We mimic each other, whether you know it or not. We have massive unconscious influence over each other. We mimic, we come to understand ourselves, the world around us, by observing those around us. So to remind you one last time here, it is why I decided to deliver the hero's journey live. 
I'm doing it for my team, for myself, so that we can travel through the journey with you, so that we can continue to have these inputs feeding our neural networks all through 2021. And even if you don't care about the skill development of leadership or the skill development of influence, just the immersion of input that you will be bathed in all year long will have massive consequences in what you can create in the world in 2021. And then the associations, the unbelievable league of badass leaders and achievers that have already come together to be part of this hero's journey, their influence on you in unconscious and subtle ways will be massive to what happens in your life, consequentially, 2021 and beyond. So just understand that you rise or fall to the level of your associations. You wanna rise up from where you are, not, you know, the situation always is not a what problem. It's always a who problem. Who do you need to get around? Who do you, what like-minded, like ambition, like behavior associations do you need to get around? So, you know, hey, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. You're running out of time if you want to be part of this founding group. Uh, soon you won't be able to get in because we will close it out. All I can do is promise you that if you, if you miss it, you will miss one of the greatest opportunities of your life. I mean, give yourself a Thanksgiving gift and enroll yourself into the hero's journey. This is the type of input and the type of associations that you need to get yourself to the next level in life, wherever you are, wherever it is that you want to go. I promise this is the, this is the league of achievers you want to be around. Before I turn it back to you, Mariana, I'd like to end this Thanksgiving jamboree with uh, a little heart to heart. I know that it seems like it's been a tough year, but there's still so, so much to be thankful for. We really do live in the greatest time of all of human history. I mean, in the overwhelm of the news and information deluge about the worst of what's happening, we often lose sight of the miracle of this moment in history. I mean, it wasn't long ago that as a species, we had to toil for 80 hours a week just to survive, just to get access to, to food, water, and shelter. And that life was hard. This one, not so much. I mean. All of us, and I'm talking about us as a species, your individual circumstance might be different, but as a species, all of us are wealthier by almost every account today than those of the richest people in the world back in John D. Rockefeller's day. Back in, in John D. Rockefeller's heyday, in 1895, the average person in the Western world lived on less than a dollar a day. That's translated in today's money. That is less than the United Nations criteria for extreme poverty right here in this country. Nearly everybody was living in poverty in 1895 and was suffering everything that went along with that. The terrible mortality rate in childbirth, the high death rate for babies and the mother, uh, your chances of reaching old age was extremely low. I mean, think about this, a little more than 100 years ago, most people didn't have toilets, let alone the toilet paper that you were fighting over at Costco. They didn't have air conditioning or central heating. They didn't have a refrigerator. So try living for a week with no pressurized water, no toilet, no shower, no air conditioning or heat, and no refrigerator. Just because everybody has one of those now does not mean it's not a big freaking deal. If Rockefeller wanted to go from the East Coast to London, it would take him five days by ship. You can do it in under seven hours and for about the same price. And Rockefeller didn't have radio, television, antibiotics, didn't have rock and roll, the internet, the iPhone, Amazon same day shipping, or Siri or Alexa to bark orders at. So by almost every statistic that you can look at, if you are barely in the middle class today, 
you are living larger than the biggest baller in all of history, John D. Rockefeller. Yet only 6% of Americans think that the world is getting better. That means more Americans, more than 6%, believe in fortune tellers, Bigfoot, reincarnation, and that chocolate milk comes from brown cows, and the earth is flat, and Democrats drink children's blood and are a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles running a global sex trafficking ring and plotting against the United States. Far more believe all that than believe in the progress of our human species. But in all rational, concreted data, there has never been a better time to be alive. Every statistic verifies it. There's never been a safer, healthier, more prosperous, or more equal time. Whether you believe that or feel that or not, in all of human history, then right freaking now, can we do better in every one of those statistics? Hell yeah. But right now is the best we've ever been. Poverty, malnutrition, illiteracy, child labor, and infant mortality are all falling faster than at any time in history. The risk of being caught up in a war, subjected to a dictatorship, or of dying in a natural disaster is smaller than ever. In 1981, only 40 years ago, only half of the world's population had access to safe water. 91% now do. That means that 285,000 more people have gained access to safe water every day for the past 25 years straight. Over the last four decades, extreme poverty has decreased from 37% to 9.6%, dropping more than two-thirds and into single digits for the first time in history. Since the Cold War ended, global economic wealth, or GDP per capita, has increased almost as much as it did during the preceding 25,000 years combined. In the U.S. alone, median income for low- and middle-income households has increased by more than 30% since 1970. And this does not account for all the advances that you can't even put a price on, like advances in medicine, eh, the freaking internet, right? Mass entertainment, cleaner air and water, and an extra 10 years of life expectancy. So in almost every way, human beings today lead more prosperous, safer, and longer lives. And here's the important point to remember. This, right now, as every second ticks off the clock, today, as I sit here talking with you, this is the golden age. So my last question for all of you is something to write down in your Darren Daily Journal. Are you making the most of this golden era? Are you really going for it? Are you taking full advantage of the greatest time to be alive in all of humankind history? Look, we're playing a, a high stakes game here. This is a one and done experience, baby. I mean, you got to, you only get one life to do everything you've ever wanted to do. And then it's Game over. So if you think you have time, I assure you, you do not. Time is running out. The fuse on your life is burning down. You never know when that fuse is gonna run out and your light goes out. So time is running out to be the person you've always wanted to be, to make the difference and the impact that you seek to make, to produce the work that you wanna put out into the world to leave the legacy that you so desire. You need a new sense of urgency to hurry up and face down your fears, to step into your courage, to commit to greater excellence and do your bravest work. So, not after the new year, now's the time to get in great shape, to get out of debt, to eliminate excuses, to become financially free. It's time to, to dare mighty things. So, I'd say also it's time to answer your call to adventure. Be ready to head off onto your hero's journey with us, January 5th, 2021.
Hey, Darren Daily On Demand listeners. In this episode, you heard Darren mention the hero's journey. If you haven't joined the League of Extraordinary Leaders who have already stepped up, what are you waiting for? Now is the time to take action and enroll in the development program that will secure a future for yourself, your team, and your family. Go to heroesjourney.com to declare your resolution now to be a leader for the future.